Welcome to the Building Healthy Organizations podcast. We understand how the human brain works and how that impacts behavior in the workplace. I'm glad you joined us today for our continued journey to understand how to build a healthy organization. There's just no time. This was the response I received from a group of leaders that I recently worked with. There's just no time. We're building out their team and their individual success pathways, which is a part of the courses that we put online. And we're also helping them build out accountability frameworks. Once you get the success pathway in place, which is a clear path for someone in a role to be successful, what does that look like? And there are many different variables in that, but it's actually a fairly simple process we've come up with. Then we want to put in accountability frameworks that think of it this way. If you were to be a leader and we thought of a a metaphor where we pave a really nice road for someone to drive a vehicle on. And the better you pave that road, the more traction that they will get. And then you put up really good guardrails so that the person can move down the road easily. They can feel safe. There aren't a lot of distractions because the guardrails are blocking a lot of those distractions out of their vision. That's a success pathway. That's the road. And the accountability frameworks are the guardrails. And when those things are in place for people and for teams, people can drive faster in their lane without a lot of distractions. That's what we want to get to. So back to our story for just a minute. There's just no time. As I'm working with them, this keeps coming up. We're too busy. There's just, we just don't have the time to do that. So here's the question that I ask them. When do you schedule time to reflect on what worked, what didn't work, and what to try next? Guess the answer. (laughs) You know what it was. Wait a minute. There's no time for that. We just have to keep moving. We have to keep moving forward. Well, that's kind of like driving really fast in a fog with no good guardrails. And who knows what the pavement on the road's going to be. The irony here is thick, if you think about it. By reflecting on a regular basis, you gain insight into what works, what doesn't work. Uh, When a failure or a mistake happens... It's a unique learning opportunity. And out of that can come innovation. Out of that can come new and different ways of doing things. But not if you don't reflect on it. Not if you don't take the time to figure out what's going on. So this episode is going to focus on two things. It's going to focus on reflection it's also going to focus on celebration. 
And you may ask, wait a minute, how do those two things fit together? Well, that's what I'm going to talk about today. And this is a part of our six-week series on what makes a high-performing team, the six trends of high-performing teams. So when you don't take the time to reflect, you don't learn, you don't innovate, you don't realign. And that leads to a cycle of diminishing returns. You can only keep moving forward in the fog so long before you hit something. So if you don't stop to gain better visibility, better insight, and create a vision to move forward in a direction that makes sense, then it's inevitable that at some point things are going to go off into the ditch, which is not what we want, certainly not for ourselves or our teams. Working faster and harder is not the same thing as working smarter. You ever feel like you're living in the movie Groundhog Day? (laughs) There are days when I feel like that. Well, the answer to that question is you may be. If you're repeating the same things over and over, repeating the same day over and over, that's a problem. And that comes from trying to get new and different results out of doing the same old things. And in our world today, that's a real problem because things have changed. So back to our focus on teams. So many teams and organizations I see have a huge inertia challenge. They don't see the need to change, to innovate, to move forward from a place of comfort and safety. And I want to focus there for just a minute because I think this is important. Sometimes the resistance to change is not because the change isn't good or the change isn't more beneficial. It may very well be people don't want to change because they're comfortable They feel safe where they are right now. Why should we change? Well, I have a really good friend, and I'll quote him again. He said, until the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of the change, people won't change. And I think there's a lot of truth in that. In the last few years, we've seen so many changes, so many different things that are happening, and we've learned some new lessons. Dramatic change can happen with little or no warning. So if you're going down the same trough, the same rut that you've been in all along, and I don't necessarily mean that to be negative, but if you find yourself just trudging down the same path and you've worn that path bare and and even start to wear a depression in that path, That could be a problem if there's a flash flood, if there's something that happens that you don't expect. And as we know from the last couple of years or so, that could be any time now. So what do we do about all of that? If we're not focused on improving and learning every day, then we're already falling behind. 
There is no standing still. You're either moving ahead, learning, growing, trying new things, innovating, thinking, planning, but action-oriented, or you're losing ground. There is no middle ground. So there's a few thoughts I want to share with you related to this issue of reflecting, and we'll talk about celebrating a little bit later in the episode. But here's some thoughts that might generate some additional ideas for you. Number one, a fix is not a long-term solution. Two, every distraction creates a loss of energy, focus, and time, and these are cumulative. Those losses are cumulative. Number three, the higher the stress levels the less people can access their higher cognitive functions. What are those? Critical thinking, problem solving, strategic thinking, uh, strategic planning. Those are higher cognitive functions. Number four, old models of thinking and planning and legacy processes you may have in place could very well be holding you back. So let's get back to this, we don't have any time, or what I am hearing a lot right now is we're too busy, we're too busy. To me, that's a huge red flag. Anytime you hear the phrase too busy, it should be a warning sign. This is the mantra of many individuals, teams, and organizations today. If you're too busy to stop and reflect on what has and is happening, then you may be headed for some kind of adjustment or unfortunately maybe some kind of failure or stress fracture or who knows what. I work with business owners and leaders who are constantly focused on the past. Here's what I tell them. The rear view mirror is a lot smaller than the windshield. If you're always looking behind you in the rearview mirror, you could run into something ahead of you you didn't see coming. So that may sound a little odd. Wait a minute, you say. Wait, wait a minute. Isn't reflection looking backward? In a way it is, yes. However, reflection done right happens almost in real time if it's done correctly, or as close to the events as possible. And this provides some very significant benefits. It's different to be stuck in the past or stuck in ruminating on the past than taking moments from time to time to reflect on the past and find the learnings there. So what can we get out of that process? What are the benefits that could come out of reflection? Well, first, evaluate successes and failures. Second, identify the learning in both of those. Third, lock in the learning. You don't lock in the learning if you don't spend time to consider it and share it and talk about it. Number four, adjust the course or adjust actions as necessary. That's that realignment I talked about earlier. 
And then the last one, repeat the cycle. Wash, rinse, repeat. That's the benefits that can come out of taking very focused times of reflection. And if you're not doing that now, especially in your teams, there should be a natural rhythm to the times that you reflect. See where you've been. Think about where you are today and get an idea of where you want to go tomorrow. That's what reflection is all about. If you and your team are too busy to find time to reflect, then something's gone wrong somewhere. I spent time recently with a group of leaders who are trying to find time to reflect, time to think about what's happened, but they just can't seem to make that happen. And I asked them a very simple question. What is the value of reflection? After a slow start to the conversation, they came up with an entire list of things that would bring value if they took the time to reflect by connecting with each other in a way that was valuable, in a way that was beneficial. One of the keys here is to make this a priority. This leadership team decided right then and there they were going to schedule time to reflect on a regular basis. Every week, as a matter of fact. Setting time aside, even protecting that time, to ensure that they had those reflection sessions with their teams. Let me give you a little side note here. I just released a brand new online course called Leading Hybrid and Virtual Teams to Become High-Performing Teams. It's a very robust course, 12 different modules, a lot of subsections in those modules, videos, downloads, all kinds of things. Why? Because this is one of the most requested courses that business owners, senior leaders have asked me for, have asked me to develop. And it's important right now. When you think about these times of reflection, they are an important part of leading a team to be a high-performance team, especially with the unique challenges in the hybrid or the virtual workplace. There is a need for more connection, more trust building, and through that process, gaining more influence. There's a demand for that greater than it's ever been before because there are more challenges than there ever have been before. So I'm going to switch now and talk about celebration, which I know may sound odd, but there's a real reason for why I'm going to talk about celebration in high-performing teams. And this is another senior leader who said to me, why should we celebrate when people do what's expected of them? This 
this is coming from the mouth of that senior leader I was sitting with a couple of weeks ago. Here's my response. I said to him, uh, well, do you set aside time to talk to people when mistakes are made? And this leader said, absolutely. Mistakes cost us money. They're a waste. People need to understand how important their mistakes are. Think you see where this is going. You know, we don't celebrate the stuff that we do well. What we do is we just we just set everything aside when a mistake is made. Make sure that we make that as public as possible. Um, you know, and at this point, honestly, sitting across from this person, I'm wondering, is there anything I'm going to be able to say that's going to make any difference at all? And unfortunately, this attitude is more common than you might think. I can't wait to show this leader the new research data on teams. It's called the Team Vitality Report 2022 from Six Seconds. And this is a 15-year study with some amazing outcomes, some amazing insights if you want a high-performing team or multiple high-performing teams. Let me read you the, the graphic just the graphic that they put in there that comes right out of this validated research study. Teams that celebrate are 25 times more likely to have long-term success. Let me read that again. Teams that celebrate are 25 times more likely to have long-term success. So that's why we're talking about celebration. That's a huge number. 25 times more likely. As we think about celebration and its role in what we do, it's directly tied to reflection. What do you think about when you're celebrating something? How did we get here? How did we win? How did we gain that success? How did that happen? How can we do it more? Those are all things we think about when we celebrate. So what do you do with this if you want to apply this to help your teams become high-performing teams? The first thing we need to do is understand what celebration is. It's so much more than just having a party or recognizing a job well done. Here's what celebration done right with a process of reflection embedded in that celebration. Here's what it does. Here are the outcomes. First, it enhances trust. It enhances a sense of belonging. It enhances satisfaction. It enhances retention. The people who are happier as a part of a team are going to stick around. And that's really important because turnover is incredibly expensive. Also, it enhances commitment. People celebrate something. They want more celebration. So it enhances their commitment and their 
their commitment to the effort, to the team. It enhances engagement. And we know that an engaged employee provides two to four times the productivity of a non-engaged employee. And it enhances learning. Yes, learning. Learning by a focus on what went right and what happened and how can we repeat that. Here's a quote from that study, and I want to read that to you. Celebration in this context means investing time to acknowledge the efforts that have gone into the work thus far, both learning from failures and appreciating successes. This, in turn, creates the energy and insight that fuels the relaunch of the next round of challenges. There's also a fear of complacency driven by the misconception that celebrating success will make people stop working hard. In reality, the opposite is true. Celebrating successes predicts a team's ability to create value for the organization moving forward. And this is that Team Vitality Report 2022 by Six Seconds. I could spend another hour talking to you about just what that paragraph says. But notice something important here. Celebration creates the energy and the insight to fuel the next efforts. It's a cycle. If you take celebration out of the cycle, energy and insight are lost. Fears of people slowing down if there's too much celebration are unfounded. In fact, the opposite is true. It makes sense if you think about it. People want to celebrate wins and successes. Why would they not keep moving forward to enjoy that feeling again and again? Reflection and celebration are linked. In today's increasingly complex workplace, we need to be intentional about protecting time for both of these important things. Why? Because they are generators of insight, innovation, energy, and learning. And we could all use more of all of those. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Building Healthy Organizations by EQFIT. We do understand how the human brain works and how that impacts behavior and performance in the workplace. We also love hearing your suggestions and ideas. If you have a topic you'd like us to cover, please send us an email at info at gscfit.com. For more information and inspiration, check us out on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, and of course our website, eqfit.org.